to invite Gary Hall and Mr. Denny O'Brien forward. I'm glad we're up here together, Dennis, because I have to confess, I've already made a mistake. Uh-oh. <laughs> I had the scripture listed as Isaiah 4, verse 10. And double-checking this morning, I discovered there is no Isaiah 4, verse 10. 41. 40, that works, and that's what I cop. That's good. <laughs> we're not as far off as I thought we were. The Lord acts in mysterious ways. Isaiah 41, verse 10. So do not fear, for I am with you. Do not be dismayed, for I am your God. I will strengthen you and help you. I will uphold you with my righteous right hand. And because that's so short, I'll just repeat it. So do not fear, for I am with you. Do not be dismayed, for I am your God. I will strengthen you and help you. I will uphold you with my righteous right hand. This is the word of the Lord. I don't know where I got this. <laughs> I'll put it here. Thanks, Gary. Psalm 118, this is the day that the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. I am glad to be here. Would you join me in prayer, please? Heavenly Father, we come to you this morning as a congregation of believers. May the words of my mouth and the reflections of my heart comfort those who are with us this morning. In Christ's holy name, amen. Well, it is good to be with you. I am a stage four lung cancer survivor. In 2011, I was diagnosed at the VA hospital in Indianapolis. My wife, my two girls were with me. Dr. Nasser Hannah was the oncologist that just happened to volunteer one day a week at the VA hospital. He's one of the top five lung cancer oncologists in the Midwest. Was it luck? I don't think so. Was it divine intervention? You bet. 
through Him I stand here today to share with you what I went through. In January of 2012, He brought us in and explained to us what my treatment options would be. Rounds and rounds and rounds of chemotherapy with multiple chemotherapy drugs. From January till May of 2012, I was on a chemotherapy drug called Elipma with carboplatin. That reduced my tumor in my right lung, my right bronchial tube, and five of my lymph nodes by 50%. I had a scan at the end of May. All the cancer in those five lymph nodes were gone. All the cancer in my right bronchial tube was gone. My tumor in my right lung had been reduced by 50%. Dr. Hannah called me in. He said, we're going to change things up a little bit. I got a little nervous about that because the carboplatin and the elipma was doing so well. Why do you want to change it up? He said, because a body can only withstand so much chemotherapy of one drug. So over the course of the next couple of years, I went through six different chemotherapy drugs. Had all kinds of side effects. Had to have multiple operations. But through faith, family, friends, and hope, I got through it. His first day referring to treatments, he stated to me, this is how it's going to happen. I don't know much about you, though. Tell me a little bit about you. I said, well, as you know, my wife, Brenda, my two girls, Tamara, and Heather. I have two son-in-laws, both Jay. Makes it easy at Christmas. <laughs> um, and at the time, we had eight grandkids. Only two had graduated from high school. So I told Dr. Hannah that, and he said, what would you like to see happen long term? I said, well, with only two of them that have graduated from high school, I'd love to see all eight of them graduate from high school. How old's your youngest grandchild? Seven. He kind of looked at me and he said, um, that's 11 years. Yeah, but if you're going to wish for something, might well be long-term. His next words were, let's get you upstairs and start treatment 
and see if we can't make that happen. Next spring, my youngest, Parker Allen Johnson, graduates from high school. And I'm going to be there to see it. Definition of faith is a complete trust or confidence in someone or something. It's also a very strong belief in God or in the doctrines of a religion. I believe faith has a lot to do with my healing of cancer. Family support, family love. I could not have done it without my family. Never in this 11-year journey have they ever said, sorry, Dad, sorry, honey, sorry, Papa, you're on your own. Never happened. Same is true with friends. Never did I ever have a friend say, you know, Denny, I really don't have enough time to stop and see how you're doing. They always found time to see how I was doing. I drive cars for a gentleman, some of you may know, <clears throat> his name's Dave Lewis. And about two months ago, I was driving across central Indiana to Marion, Indiana. I happened to drive by a church in Young America. Anybody been there? I know Dan has. The sign on the church just resonated with me. I stopped and wrote it down, this quote, and I believe this with all my heart. The giant in front of you is never as big as the God behind you. Let me read that again. The giant in front of you, no matter what it is, is never as big as the God behind you. From 2012 to 2014 December, like I said, I went through six different chemotherapy drugs. I had seven different operations. I had a Plurex tube in my right side to drain fluids for six months. Every day, drain fluid. In 2013, Dr. Hannah moved on from volunteering at the VA hospital. And he turned me over to a different oncologist named Dr. Shadia Jalal. She also is one of the top 10 lung cancer oncologists in the Midwest. Very small little gal from the country of Jordan, but extremely, extremely 
knowledgeable. Well, in late December of 14, I'd been having scans every other month to make sure the cancer wasn't coming back. I'd gone in for a scan in October and got the results. <clears throat> I'd broken out in a rash from the last chemotherapy treatment. I was having panic attacks and I knew something just wasn't quite right. At the end of getting that scan the next month, Dr. Jalal said to me, <clears throat> your cancer has decided to change its makeup. I didn't know a thing about cancer at the time, but by doing some research, I knew that, <clears throat> excuse me, if your cancer cells had an EGFR makeup, that meant your cells were receptive to chemotherapy. If all of a sudden that cancer cell changed its makeup, chemotherapy was no longer an option. That's what happened. <clears throat> Psalm 55 reads, Cast thy burden upon the Lord, and he shall sustain thee. He shall never suffer the righteous to be moved. Well, I was moved to a point of if my cancer has reinvented itself, what do I do to reinvent myself for recepting a different treatment? Dr. Jalal said, you don't understand. There is no chemotherapy that can help you now because your cancer now has a chemical makeup called PD-1. I said, what's it stand for? And she said, well, in short terms, it basically stands for permanent death, one. That's what your cancer cells are now made up of. I said, so how do we fix it? She said, unless the Veterans Administration will agree to put you on a clinical trial at Simon Cancer Center. There is nothing else we can do. I said, well, I need to get on that trial. <laughs> it's pretty simple. Just put me on the trial and we'll see how things work out. She said, Denny, you don't understand. Veterans Administration has never agreed to put a veteran on a clinical trial. They do not want to use veterans as guinea pigs. I wanted, I begged, I pleaded to be a guinea pig. I didn't care 
what I had to do. Dr. Hannah, my first oncologist, Dr. Jalal, and three other doctors at Simon Cancer Center wrote letters to the Veterans Administration and said, if anyone deserves a chance at a clinical trial, he does. Bristol Myers Squibb was doing a clinical trial with a product called Opdivo, if any of you have seen the commercials. Live longer with lung cancer with Opdivo. They were gonna take 750 patients across country. I became patient 751. Uh, they weren't going to give up on me, <clears throat> so I couldn't give up on myself. Psalm 30 says, Oh Lord my God, I cried out to you, and you healed me. By being accepted into that clinical trial, I knew what I was going to do. I wasn't going to give up on myself. My family wasn't going to give up on me. My friends weren't going to give up on me. And by becoming patient 751, I knew I had a chance. I started treatment in February of 2015. I sat every other week three or four hours with an infusion tube taking Optivo and every month they'd take a scan I'd sit three hours four hours sometimes every other week for 26 treatments one full year at the end of every month another scan <clears throat> cancer continued to shrink. <clears throat> In February of 2016, Dr. Jalal called my wife and I in, and she said, Bristol-Myers Squibb <clears throat> is randomly selecting certain patients to go off treatment to see how they respond because immunotherapy drugs basically kickstart your immune system and it tells the body there's something foreign going on within your body and your immune system needs to kickstart and go kill that whatever invasion is in there. So. In February of 16, after 26 treatments, I thought, oh, I hope I don't get taken off treatment, but I did. I got taken off treatment, 26 treatments. I was doing so well, and I asked Dr. why Am I being taken off treatment? She said, we've got to see how you respond. 
it was a blessing in disguise because since February of 2016, I haven't had one treatment. A year ago, I went in for a scan and I asked Dr. Jalal at that time, I said, you told me that if this scan is still clear, you'd have some good news for me. She said, I don't have good news, I've got great news. You're cancer free. And she said, I don't use this term very often with stage four lung cancer patients. You're not only cancer free, but you are cured. Now, you don't get there without faith, without family, without friends. I want to tell you a little story. My oldest grandson, Grant Russell House, was born with brain tumors in December of 1989. Grant didn't walk until he was four. He had three surgeries on his brain by the time he was five. In 2015, just before I started my treatments, Grant's parents, Jay and Tamara House, sat down with all four kids like they do every year and had the kids write goals for the year. Grant, being Grant, wrote 106 simple things. Feed the dog once a week. For Grant, that was a goal. He wasn't going to do it every day when he's got three siblings, but he'd feed it once a week. Make my bed once a week. Do this, do that. But goal 54, and that's something that this entire family lives with. Hashtag 54 is thank God for my life every day. Grant struggled his entire life and we lost him in December of 2015 at 26. But that one message that he left with all of us, hashtag 54, thank God every day for your life. I wear it on my wrist. I wear it in my heart. I believe so strongly that what this world needs is more love and compassion. Pretty simple. Pretty simple. As I've gone through this entire journey, I continue to see faith, family, friends be the foundation for what I have gone through. And Bob Proctor wrote in a book, 
you were born rich. My wife and I were fortunate enough to go to some seminars of his a few years ago. And words that he left us with, when you're faced with trials and tribulations, you have nowhere else to turn. Four words. Let go. Let God. Write that down. Let go. Let God. I'd like to close with Scripture. From Timothy. Second Timothy, chapter four, verse seven. I've fought the good fight. I have finished the race. I have kept the faith, the faith that gives me hope. Would you join me in prayer? Dear Lord, we thank you for this congregation, for these friends who have come today to share in my testimony of faith, family, friends, and hope. It is through your loving kindness that we all find hope through your Son, Christ Jesus. And all God's people said, Amen. Thank you.